for The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Dodici. You're listening to Daybreak. Yesterday, Biden and Trump spoke at separate town halls, 1,200 miles apart, as the pandemic worsens both in the United States and across Europe. It's Friday, October 16th. Last night, President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden spoke in dueling town hall events at different locations on different major television networks. Trump, appearing on NBC, appeared frequently combative against anchor Savannah Guthrie, who pressed him on various issues. The president notably said he would commit to a peaceful transition of power after the election, but did not disavow QAnon, a far-right political site previously described by the FBI as a potential terror threat, did not provide details on his alleged plan to replace Obamacare, and praised his administration's handling of the pandemic while providing unspecific and occasionally contradictory information on his own bout with the virus. Biden, appearing on ABC, promised the platitude of a growing economy, decried the Trump response to COVID-19 and pledged to listen to scientists, said that he would clarify his stance on court packing before November 3rd, and admitted that the 1994 crime bill, his former support of which has received criticism throughout the campaign, was mistakenly implemented. Though Trump insisted last night that the nation is rounding a corner in the pandemic, coronavirus cases are surging to a third peak in the US. Meanwhile, countries across Europe are bracing for further lockdowns as a second wave of infections hits that continent. London Mayor Sadiq Khan announced that Londoners will be banned from socializing indoors after the city's infection rate crossed the threshold of England's second highest alert level. In France, new restrictions in major cities including Paris, Lyon, and Marseille will forbid citizens from leaving their homes between 9pm and 6am without a valid reason. In Germany, bars and restaurants are being forced to close early, while schools are being closed in areas of Poland and Italy where infection rates are high. The recent surge in the US is shown to be especially affecting rural areas, where the lower population density can skew perception of the pandemic's intensity. The three states with the highest cases per capita this week are North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. The White House has recently endorsed the controversial herd immunity strategy of curbing the pandemic by letting citizens get infected. The president of Kyrgyzstan has resigned in an effort to reduce violence in his nation. The Central Asian country has been embroiled in 10 days of protests following controversial parliamentary elections, which were nullified by officials after demonstrations against apparent vote-buying. Prime Minister Kuretbek Boronov resigned last week, and President Surinbai Jenbekov installed Sadr Japarov in his place. Japarov called for the president's removal, and Jenbekov obliged yesterday, resigning amid mass public protest in the third such overthrow in the country's 29-year history. In other headlines, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told reporters yesterday that he won't put a relief bill to vote, even if congressional Democrats and the White House come to an agreement. Thailand's government has declared a state of emergency in the capital after Wednesday's anti-government protests and heckling of the king, in clear opposition to the nation's strict laws prohibiting criticism of the monarchy. Terrorists attacked a military-escorted oil convoy in Pakistan's southwestern Balochistan region, killing 14. The attack has been claimed by an alliance angry at the apparent exploitation of Baloch resources and continued occupation of the region. The Trump administration rejected California's request for a disaster declaration, which would have provided financial support in the wake of historically bad wildfires there in recent weeks. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Jack Anderson and Mark Didici, and produced under the 144th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. Have a wonderful weekend.